Hey, this is Jack Rogers. Hello, this is Olivia Valerio. This is Chris Hughes. This is Abby Bennett. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to the Inside Pitch. The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Welcome to the Inside Pitch. Uh, my name is Adam McCoy. I'm joined here today by our sports writer, Tom Haley. And we have a couple of special guests today from uh, from the Vermont Bucks football team, uh, the owner, uh, Joanna Morse, and their head coach, Jeff Porter. How are you guys doing today? Great. Doing great. Thank you for having us. Doing well. Thank you. I mean, so you guys are uh, you guys are well into your off season at this point, right? You have a few more months coming coming up before your season. About a month and a half before training camp actually starts. Mm-hmm. It's exciting that uh, you're coming to Rutland. You got a couple of home games right here at Spartan Arena. I know we're excited. Uh, it's it, it's just you know I don't know how much you know about Rutland, but. But it is a football town. Friday Night Lights uh, always draws a big crowd here, and I think people are ready for this. And uh, um, I hope you're as excited about Rutland as Rutland is excited about the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great that everyone's excited. Uh, sometimes we get so caught up in the planning process, um, trying to get the groundwork laid, that we sort of forget about the excitement piece. <laughs> For sure. And I hear all the time that Rutland is a, a football town, and so I'm ready to see it. So let's go Rutland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just a little bit about the owner here. How did this all start? Well, um, I mean, there had to be a beginning. Uh, how did you first get into this? Yeah, so I was approached by the first head coach of the Vermont Bucks uh, back in 2016, Irvin Bryson. He was at a high school football game. It was actually a Rice High School football game, and he was there watching. And you know, he started talking to some fans on the sidelines about what they were doing with the Bucks and expressed some of the challenges that he was having as far as getting into businesses and meeting with local organizations, and said he was looking for some help and. I said, well, I know somebody that has experience in doing that and raised my hand, and here I am. It's all history. Wow. You never know. You go to a Rice, <laughs> Rice Memorial football game, and it's the beginning of a, a, a whole new journey. Um, but uh, you have already had a tryout in Rutland, and uh, I, I actually went to that, and and that was pretty successful. And... Uh, I, I know you've already seen uh, Spartan Arena, and you're pretty happy with that as a, as a facility? We are. It's, it's a great facility. Um, the seating capacity is what we're looking for. Um, the relationship with Castleton is very important for us, and we've already started to lay that groundwork. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to seeing what we can do at Spartan Arena. And, of course, uh, Castleton has had a football program since 2009. Uh, you have some players on, on the roster, I think, who've worn the Spartan green and white. Uh, correct, yeah. We have um, both uh, Doug Sappho, um, who plays a receiver, um, played his high school ball up at BFA St. Albans, and then we have uh, Jordan Goodrich, um, also playing receiver for us, played tight end for the Spartans. Uh, he's an Essex high school product. Right. I remember he had a he had a really good career at Castleton. He very productive as a as a tight end. 
And hey, you're, you're gonna, you've got a unique situation. Uh, coach of the, the, the 11-man club team at the University of Vermont, and then you switch gears and you go indoors eight-man, and, and of course, the, the difference in the strategy and the game itself is, is apparent, but I got to believe the, um, the dynamics of the relationship between player and coach with uh, the college uh, players and then the, the players that you have, the, the, the professional football players with the Bucks, that must be very different. Uh, what, 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 what is the difference there? Uh, well, the difference is, um, you know, in in how you approach uh, your leadership model. Um, you know, at the club level, those players are paying to play. Um, so really my approach has always been um, sort of as a, a using a servant leadership model um, to, um, you know, give them what they needed as far as trying to create the best college football experience for them, you know, obviously given uh, much less of a budget than um, an NCAA um, college football team would have. Um, and that was my approach uh, with the club program is just, uh, you know, really work towards giving the players, you know, who again are, are paying to play um, the best experience that they could have. Um, with the Bucks, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, we're dealing with players who are generally uh, older, um, have much more football experience, um, and, um, you know, they are being paid now to play. Um, so the leadership model is a little bit different um, in some ways. Um, you know, you've, you've got to make sure that you know what you're doing going into this thing. Um, and certainly there's some fundamental differences between 11-man football and 8-man football. And you just have to understand um, how, you know, to relate to, you know, older um, adults as opposed to younger adults. So, you know, it's, it's very different. Um, it, it's been a, an exciting challenge and, a, and an exciting change for me. And Adam, you recently came from the Bennington Banner, yeah. where of course down there you've got the Southern, Southern Vermont, Vermont Storm, Storm. Yeah. and and that was kind of the you know, and and they were in the same league, I believe, as the Ravens. Yeah, the Vermont Ravens. Yep. And and you guys have a a, a pretty strong connection with the Ravens from uh, from the Barry area. Uh, we do. Um, very, very fortunate and blessed to have um, a number of Ravens, former Ravens players on our roster. Um, you know, and the, and the thing about what we've tried to build is we've tried to build around Vermont players and we've tried to build around quality people. And, you know, all the guys we have um, from the Ravens, um, you know, we've got um, Clayton Torres, uh, quarterback, uh, receiver, Kenny Phillips can also play receiver or quarterback. Uh, Ray Rose, who is a defensive lineman, uh, Roy, Roy Rose rather. Um, you know, we've got Adolph Lumbumba, who will be our kicker, um, also can play offensive, defensive line. Uh, Brett Walton, uh, defensive lineman. Um, so very, very fortunate to have you know, all of those players right, on the right. roster. So you guys are obviously a few years into the, 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 the being with the Bucks at this point and, and being, and uh, 
having control over the program. Uh, how do you guys go about kind of your, your recruitment efforts? And uh, do you guys ever have any issues with that? Or is it something where you guys are always having a lot, like a good pipeline of people who are wanting to play for you guys? Well, it's, um, it's actually been a challenge. Um, obviously, the team came in in 2016, 2017 uh, with a lot of fanfare. Most of the players were um, from out of state, and there were only a couple of players on the roster who were from Vermont. Um, as we took on the challenge of rebuilding the team uh, with a Vermont core, um, you know, it's been it's been a little bit tough to to bring in uh, the talent level to play at the professional level. Last year, we played uh, a semi-pro schedule, um, really struggled with numbers. Um, this year, our tryouts have been really, really successful. The connection with the Vermont Ravens obviously has helped us tremendously, um, as has, you know, the connection with the UVM club football program. Um, so, yeah, we're, uh, we're ready to go uh, with a Vermont-based team. We'll have a few players coming in from out of state. Uh, but, yeah, we're uh, ready to rock. You talk about uh, the importance of bringing in good people. Um, I reached I reached one of your few out of staters down in North Carolina, Brandon Grady. What a nice young man! Uh, and, and 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 quite a story. He told me that uh, playing at Greensboro College, he got up to three hundred and sixty pounds, was extremely overweight. Uh, I think he's three fifteen now. He's coming in in a new body with a lot of enthusiasm. And I don't know if his goals are typical of players on your roster, but he has his eye on going to someplace, the XFL, the CFL, or the NFL. He's very serious about football, and uh, I just found him to be extremely uh, uh, polite and, and kind of fitting the mold of what you talk about, bringing in players of strong character. Yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, as uh, as large as he is in stature, he he equals that um, uh, with just being a great guy um, and extremely excited to to have him coming up. Um, more of our players uh, for more of our players. This is an opportunity to play, you know, professional football here in Vermont. But as we go forward, certainly. Um, it will be a stepping stone uh, for players coming in to go to, you know, either a higher level of arena football. Um, and as you mentioned, the XFL, uh, the Canadian Football League, obviously with a team, you know, right up the road in Montreal. Um, and, you know, who knows? We could have somebody, you know, end up on an NFL roster uh, down the road. Yeah, that, that would be exciting. Uh I guess the two dates for Spartan Arena are the... Uh, uh, May 30th and okay. June 6th. And June 6th, okay. Uh, yes. And yeah. uh, uh, the, the Rochester Kings in Spartan Arena on the 30th and a team still to be determined on the 6th. Hello, this is Adam O'Coin, sports editor for the Rowan Herald, and you're listening to The Inside Pitch, the Rowan Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by... Our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. You can find the inside pitch on the Rowan Herald website under the sports menu. It's also on Facebook and Twitter. The Rowan Herald also has a sports newsletter that goes out via email every day. Sign up for that on our website. Questions, comments, suggestions, 
Email sports at rollandherald.com. Um, Joanna, you were telling me about a little uh, meet and greet thing you've got coming up in Georgia, Vermont, which, of course, is almost in the shadow of St. Albans, where, where you'll be playing your other home games. And uh, any plans to cultivate uh, something with an event like that in Rutland before you actually play the, uh, the two games at Spartan? We definitely are looking for some organizations to either reach out to us or start that connection so that we can come down here and do the same type of thing, get the players out in the community, um, and um, even if it's at Spartan Arena or at a local business, we would love for that opportunity. Let's talk about something that's really hot, the rivalry with the brew. I mean, this is... This is something I think that can be really special. How many states this small have two teams like this in the same league? And, and tell me that, that maybe tell the people that story about the, because I thought this was really neat, about the 45-mile rule and uh, how the rivalry came to be and the teams got to be in the same league and uh, what you anticipate uh, uh, for a, a ticket demand when – the teams play one another, and I, and I guess they'll be playing twice, correct, uh, this season. So a little bit about the rivalry with the Brew and uh, what you envision there. Well, you know, to me, a friendly, friendly rivalry would be preferable. Um, certainly two teams working together um, to promote football in the state uh, would be my preferred goal. Right. Um, they have some great uh, players on that roster. Um, you know, they have uh, several of the original uh, Vermont Bucks players uh, from 2017. Uh, Jeff Ward, who plays defensive back, is is a great player, but he's also a great guy and a great leader. So I really expect them to be strong uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, beyond that, in, I don't really know what to expect um, going into this. Um, as I did last year, my first year um, coaching arena football, um, there's just a lot of unknowns. Uh, right. Basically, my philosophy is we'll concentrate on what we do, um, uh, you know, put in our game plan, uh, put in our practices, um, and, and see what happens on the field. Um, certainly wish the brew the very best. Um, and hopefully we can, you know, we can make this rivalry something that will work to promote um, football within the state. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like friendly, but it gets yeah. a little edge. That's okay. A little, little edge, you know, sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm old school. <laughs> I, I said a little. Old school. <laughs> uh, play like a champion, act like a champion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, but I think that I, I think that is going to be that is going to be special and and. When I talked to Brandon, even though he had never been to Vermont in his life, he was, he was already anticipating an, uh, that rivalry and anxious to see what that could become. I, I think that'll be a pretty good thing. Mm -hmm. Is there? Is uh, I mean, obviously, the the game of arena football and and um, and football on on normal field like outside has to be a, a different way of preparing for. It. Is there? Is there? How do? You, how do you? What's kind of the difference in terms of how you guys prepare for? Um, being an arena team as opposed to when you're you're coaching on uh, on the on the uh, normal football field. Well, having less men on the field um, certainly dictates um, from a scheme standpoint 
uh, what you can and cannot do. Um, A little tough um, along, say, the offensive line versus the opposing defensive line to formulate double teams and isolations um, at the um, eight-man level versus the 11-man level. Um, It's also uh, arena football is a much faster-paced game. Um, You know, you got eight uh, bodies on each side colliding in a small space um, and it just it just moves much much faster so practice wise um, you know I envision practices being much more of a a track meet um, and preparing for that um, for that faster pace and that speed uh, as opposed to you know what you have with an 11 on 11 uh, game. Adam you know going back to the year old uh, stomping grounds Stomp again around, in Bennington. Yeah. I, I know there used to be a lot of people from Bennington that would just make the short trip there through Hoosick Falls yeah. and Troy over to the oh Albany God, just yeah. when the Firebirds to watch the Albany Firebirds play arena, and, and, and they loved it. And, and one thing they raved about was not only the football but all the extras, the, the music and the, the atmosphere. And I noticed on your website you have a DJ that – What's the entertainment, you know, the surrounding the football going to be like? Is there going to be some of that? There will, for sure. So we have themed games at all of our home games. Yep. Um, for example, we have our military appreciation games at both locations. We have the American Cancer Society games at both locations. And then the two extra games up in St. Albans, we will be having um, a kid's day and Bucky's birthday so we'll be having local mascots come and celebrate with Bucky and really getting the young kids involved. And then we'll also have a Made in Vermont Day where we'll be um, representing local Vermonters and things that they do throughout the state. Um, so we do have some really exciting things going on at each game. Um, there is music. There is halftime shows. Um, there's entertainment after the games as well. So after game parties that people can go to and meet the players after the games. Um, so it's a whole event that uh, we'll be doing. Um, and then really exciting down here at Spartan Arena, we'll be having tailgating as well. So uh, pregame, we'll have some events outside um, in the parking lots. We'll have food trucks. Um, so a lot wow. of fun going on. Seem, yeah, exactly. So it seems like you're trying to, to hit all ages in terms of who you're trying to um, to, to, to attract to, to your team, it seems like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the brew and the, the Bucks rivalry. What did you see with the with the Ravens? Well, they were in the oh, same. Oh yeah, league, it was right? the Ravens. Yeah, the, the Ravens in the storm. storm. It was it yeah. was it was a pretty pretty intense rivalry at least down there. I, I feel like uh, in um, that that type of game in in, in the semi pro ball, it can get kind of gritty and uh, and uh, <laughs> a little a uh, little bad blood on both sides for sure. But yeah, that was that was always the biggest game for the storm. I know that them right. and the Ravens were were huge rivals. Yeah. 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 And Jeff, you have your uh, on the Bucks, you have your own quarterback from the UVM club team, right? Uh, correct. Um, Jackson LeClaire um, played for the UVM club team for four years, started for four years, uh, came in as a freshman. Um, prior to that, um, he was at Colchester High School. Um, I'm very fortunate to have known Jack um, since he was pretty much in diapers. Uh, my mom was actually his daycare provider. Uh, funny story. Uh, coached him a little bit at Colchester High School as I was there prior to UVM, uh, and then he came in uh, and and did very very well for the UVM club team. Put up some great numbers as a quarterback throwing the football. 
Um, so yeah, um, a very smart player, um, a very dedicated player, and we are so so fortunate to have him as part of the the 2020 Bucks. And speaking of quarterbacks, of course, um, the Proctor High School athletic director. Jake Eaton played for Jay Gruden with, as a quarterback when Jay coached the Orlando Predators in, in the Arena Football League. And I know he always referred to it as a Chuck and Duck League. And uh, what about – I'm interested, the, the different teams. Does everybody just throw it a ton, or are there actually differences where, where – where some teams might be actually a little heavier on the run. What about the strategy and the, the run-pass ratio? Uh, is it pretty much the same on every team, or, or is, are there tendencies uh, on some teams to, to, to run the ball more? What about that? Well, one of the more important things, uh, differences with eight-man arena football as opposed to 11-man football is arena football – is is really about winning one-on-one matchups right um and um it will really depend on uh you know what we see um from the different teams if a team has a very dominant line um and a receiver that can uh, come in and, and assist with blocking uh maybe create some double team or isolation opportunities then you would see that team uh, emphasize the run um, a team with a smaller, more athletic line uh, is probably more apt to be looking to throw the football. I would say as a general rule in arena football, it's more, much more pass heavy. Uh, there are no punts on fourth down in arena football. Um, so obviously moving the chains is hugely important. And, um, you know, throwing the football um, – can be a much more effective way to do that than running. But again, depending on personnel, we could see we could see some different uh, different looks from different teams. You know, uh, I'm wondering if we're ever going to, and I know we used to have it, incorporate the eight-man game into our high school Vermont landscape. There's a lot of debate about that, especially with shrinking enrollments of high schools and shrinking participation numbers. And a lot of people think that eight-man football can be the salvation of Vermont high school football. And in the first year, last year up in Maine, tremendous success. The eight-man teams are going to double in 2020 up there. And I noticed that Mike Norman, the Rutland High Athletic Director and Football Coach, uh, hosting a clinic in March at Rutland High School, has uh, two of the, the clinicians are presenting on eight-man football. Uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can see it coming, and I hope it does, because I think it might be uh, a necessary component to uh, the actual survival of football eventually here in this state. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I really think, um, as you've seen teams fade away, programs fade away, MSJ uh, right here in Rutland, Winooski up in Chittenden County, uh, some of the other smaller uh, teams, Montpelier. Montpelier, um, I really think um, 
as you said, it is a necessary step for the survival of football in the state of Vermont. And, and wouldn't it be wonderful if eight man could uh, resurrect football in schools like MSJ, Winooski, mm-hmm. and Montpelier? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and with two professional arena, eight man arena football teams in Vermont, you know, again, let's work together and, and uh, promote eight man football um, and really work to get it reinstated or established at the high school level. Right, right. What about your staff? What, 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 anybody new there this year? Uh, uh, yeah, we have a, an assistant coach, uh, Tyson Huntley, who will be coming on board. Um, a fantastic young man, very excited about him. I met with him last night um, going over some initial uh, playbook stuff. Um, brings a lot of experience with um, – eight-man football. Um, he coached eight-man down in Florida. Um, so really looking for uh, some strong things out of him. Um, we have a couple potential coaching interns as well, um, still in the hiring process uh, with those individuals. But um, yeah, you know, the difference with arena versus 11-man is you can get by with with less right. as far as, uh, you know, staff, personnel. Yep. Um, so No, no, it was was Coach Huntley one of the ones that was at the Rutland um, trial? Or? He was. He was not. Oh, okay. Um, we had uh, George down there who played for us last year, um, and then we had Justin, who is one of our um, board members, um, helps out out a lot with marketing things like that. Okay. So. Yeah. Did you? Uh, did anything materialize from the Rutland trial? Did you have anybody? Uh, oh yeah, we uh, we signed Patrick Barber. Oh. Um, so he will be joining us uh, this year. Obviously, Josh Tracy went in a dif- different direction. Uh, and, you know, Jack LeClaire uh, down there at the Rutland uh, tryout ran uh, the one of the fastest 40 times of any of the 30-plus uh, players we tried out. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, um, you know, adding Patrick Barber is a pretty huge step for us because he was pretty impressive down there. And, and one thing I found in – College recruiting, or or any type of uh, any type of, of, of football, uh, like somebody like Josh Tracy, you never know. You might get him on a rebound. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. He, I know he from talking to him. He liked what he saw of the Bucks, and uh, so who knows? You know, uh, I don't think those trials are ever wasted, right? No, I mean, it's a it's a great. You get a great gauge of of you know what players are capable of. Uh, it's sort of a semi-controlled environment, but you also can, you know, locate future talent. You know, maybe somebody's not quite there this time around, but you keep working, and you know, and you, you never know what's going to happen next time around. Right. I try to remember the Bucks. Was there a contest? How did that? How did the name come about? That was created by the original owner when he formed oh, okay. the team in 2016. Yep. And the colors? Same thing. He Same thing. came up yeah. with the orange. <laughs> thought it felt... Hunter orange, uh, you know, is the, you know, that's our state color. So Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I remember the old days when, back be, up until 91, when uh, Norwich and Middlebury would play one another in, in the big rivalry game before three, four, five thousand people and but it was always in November, so there's always a lot of orange and reds in the crowd. People would actually come out of the woods 
and go to the game. And, that, that, uh, that sounds very Vermont to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Check, yeah. Your, check your guns at the door. And <laughs> That's right. Let you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, what, what has been your, your impression uh, of Rutland? And you already mentioned, uh, I think, uh, you like Spartan Arena. I'm sure you've, you've dealt with Steve Wolf. You mentioned Laurie Phillips. Uh, um, you got two games on the on the schedule there this year. Uh, you anticipate a, a long-term relationship with, with, with us here in Rutland? I mean, could that, could that be a thing? We're always looking towards the future and trying to set us up to be here long term. Um, so if Rutland is that place, then we're definitely open to that. Right. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I definitely, from my standpoint, I feel like there's a really strong sense of community down here in Rutland, as opposed to, you know, maybe some other places in Vermont. And that's pretty appealing, I think, um, to both Joanna and I, as far as sort of um, carrying out uh, the mission of the team. So, you know, a, a Vermont uh, team with, you know, really working with the community to just promote good relations and, and good football. What is the, is the capacity similar, Collins, Pearly, and St. Albans, and, and Spartan Arena, Rutland, or what, what, what's that like? It's not. Collins, Pearly is smaller than Spartan Arena. Oh, it is? It is. Okay. Well. Yeah, I think we're about 700 maybe at Collins, Pearly. Yeah, and maybe twelve down here. Yeah, and and I know the Brewer are very happy with what what they've done, the, the work they've done on their new facility um, just off Route Seven. And uh, I just think, um, again, not not to not to belabor it, but I just think that the rivalry in a small state like Vermont is is going to be a really uh, important thing to the fabric of 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 the football and, and all of this. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be exciting. You never know. It's yeah. going to be, uh, it's going to be uh, fun to see, fun to watch, fun to coach. You excited, Adam? Yeah, which, I mean, and definitely excited. I mean, having uh, more football in, uh, in, a, in, in Rutland, which is obviously a, such a football town. Right. It, it's only going to make it, uh, only going to enhance the experience for sure. And, um, I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. This is a far-flung league. I mean, been a team added in Alabama. There's four teams in Texas. And, and uh, you seem to play pretty localized teams up here in the Northeast. But I do notice you do have an opponent on the schedule from Maryland. Yep, the Maryland Eagles. And, uh, yep. yep, that will be... It's a little travel there. Yeah, a little bit of travel. But, uh, again... Don't really know what to expect, but we'll put our, you know, we'll put our best out there on the field and see what happens. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we can't wait to have you guys down here in, uh, in these coming months um, when you know, when you do play those games at Spartan. Um, so I think that'll wrap it up for us today. Uh, for me, Adam McCoy, uh, Tom Haley, uh, thank you for uh, Joanna Morse and Jeff Porter for joining us today. Um, we'll see you next week. Thank, thank you for you. having us. This is Bob Ferdet, and you're listening to The Inside Pitch. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together.